Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Wednesday, January 11th, 2023. And our top story today, paths to boost retirement security for non-traditional workers. Today's show is powered by the Pew Charitable Trust's Retirement Savings Project. To learn more about the Retirement Savings Project and see the latest research on improving retirement outcomes, visit the website below. Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Allison Shelton is a senior officer with the Pew Charitable Trust. Allison, it's great to see you. Happy New Year, and thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Well, Happy New Year to you too, Jeff, and uh, thank you for having me. Uh, Well, we always appreciate having you and uh, the Pew Charitable Trust on, and you guys always have some great research. And today we're going to be talking again about non traditional workers. And I think for the benefit of the audience and and myself, would you mind just describing what actually is a non-traditional worker? I think I have an idea, but I'd like to hear from you. Sure. Um, Well, the short story is that these are the workers who don't have a traditional employer-employee relationship where the employer gives them a W-2 at the end of the year. We are talking about Uh, gig workers, those are the platform workers like the Uber and Lyft drivers, Um, but we're also talking about freelancers, uh, independent contractors, sole proprietors. It's a really diverse group of workers. And and in terms of numbers, um, and I have to think the numbers may have increased during the pandemic, approximately how many non-traditional workers are in the U.S. economy today? Well, this is not something Pew has tried to measure, but uh, others have, and they've come up with a really wide range of numbers uh, between 4% and 40% of the U.S. workforce. Wow. And yeah, that, that's a huge difference. That's, and a, that's it's, a huge dispersion there, but that's okay. It comes down to differences in definitions. You know, the 4% is uh, the BLS's most narrow definition. They have several definitions. And the, the 40% is a really broad definition using a, a different data set. Well, Allison, uh, let's talk a little bit about retirement coverage and retirement representation. Is this group underrepresented and are they on their own when it comes to putting money away for their financial futures? Yes, Jeff, many are. Um, Pew conducted a survey in 2020 to learn more about this group. And we learned that only about 22% uh, of non-traditional workers participate in a workplace uh, retirement savings plan, which is you know, relative to slightly more than half of the general workforce. So it's a small part of non-traditional workers. And furthermore, Many of those who do have workplace retirement plans have it through another job. You know, we're talking about the people who are moonlighting. They have a traditional job with a retirement plan, and then they have second sidecar job uh, in non-traditional work. Yep. So they're probably putting some money away through the through the main employer, but they may be not doing so with the non-traditional work. Uh, We've talked to your colleague, John Scott, about some of the state-run retirement programs. And it seems like when it comes to non-traditional workers, it's going to take a lot of creativity and a lot of uh, integrating that with technology. But from the state-run retirement plans, those auto IRA 
or auto IRA-like programs because they're not all, all auto IRA, mm -hmm. but you know, Virginia, Maryland, California, Oregon. Are these potential solutions uh, to, to, for, for non-traditional workers? Yes, uh, we like to think they are. Uh, automated savings programs have been implemented in uh, 11 states so far. And uh, many additional state legislatures are considering them. Uh, for your viewers who, who aren't completely familiar with them, these are programs uh, run by states where workers are automatically enrolled um, in the plan if they don't already have a workplace plan. Uh, and then their contributions are automated. Workers have the option to uh, leave the plan to say they don't want to participate. But it's, uh, it's a program that's really getting underway in many states, and we think it offers a lot of potential. There are specific issues about reaching and enrolling non-traditional workers in these plans, but several states, for example, Oregon, California, Illinois, um, have opened up their plans to non-traditional workers. And, and so that obviously that would help with coverage. You, you mentioned the term, or I mentioned it to start, but then you followed up with auto. Um, how important is automation um, to to non to getting non-traditional workers in uh, to a retirement plan? Because you look at, for example, the defined contribution four hundred one k industry, uh, they have auto enrollment, they have auto escalation, auto increase. These are all features that were part of the pension, I'm dating myself now, the Pension Protection Act of 2006. Uh, is automation a key cornerstone of helping this non, offering solutions for non-traditional workers? Many uh, of these automated features are good for all types of workers, not just non-traditional workers, but for traditional workers as well. Some of them may be harder to uh, implement for non-traditional workers. For example, there's the question of finding and enrolling non-traditional workers. But in terms of having automated payments, that's a, a behavioral nudge that could really help non-traditional workers build their retirement savings. It takes the, the sort of guesswork and the planning out of contributing. You don't have to think about it, you know, every time you get your paycheck, do I want to send this money? It just happens. And for traditional and non-traditional workers alike, this could be a real boon to retirement saving. Yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit of nudge to do some things. Go to the doctor, save for retirement, get flowers for your wife on yep. her anniversary, <laughs> on your anniversary. Mm -hmm. Allison, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the solutions for non-traditional workers in terms of retirement coverage. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. 
We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and called Credit Repair for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit Repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. A reminder that today's show is sponsored by the Pew Charitable Trust Retirement Savings Project. To learn more about the Retirement Savings Project and to see the latest research, visit the website below. And we're joined again this morning by Allison Shelton. She's a senior officer with the Pew Charitable Trust. Allison, thanks so much for sticking with us this morning. Uh, happy to be here again. Yeah, this is, this is great. And we're talking again about non-traditional workers. Uh, so in looking at the brief that uh, was created by your team, yours, John's team, uh, one of the options is a transfer from a financial institution to a retirement account. And I want to ask you a little bit about this because um, I'm trying to think about how this could work. Again, we're talking about non-traditional workers. So does it integrate with a payroll system? Does it, or is it embedded in something like a payment app like Zelle, Venmo, PayPal? How, how, do, how does that solution work? We ask non-traditional workers about a six possible options. And we found that uh, every single option received more positive than negative responses. Uh, but we also had a lot of people who said they didn't know whether they'd participate in that option. And you can sort of imagine what's going on. They've, they're presented with something for the first time and they're not sure how it would work for them. Uh, the option you mention is attractive because at least 70% of non-traditional workers are paid electronically yep. at least some of the time. You know, the money's deposited to their bank account or it's, uh, they receive it through a payment app. And something like 90% eventually move their money to a bank account. 
So we asked about these transfers in different ways. We asked, uh, first of all, would, would you like to have your bank transfer the money to an IRA, say? And found that about half of workers, uh, non-traditional workers, uh, were interested in the option. Um, and about a quarter were not. Um, but again, you had a, a large number who were not sure. And yeah. fintech is amazing. Um, there are already some apps out there that will go to your bank account and then move money to, say, an IRA they've set up for you. That's already available. Um, and about 60% of um, non-traditional workers told us that they'd like to uh, investigate this option. Allison, let's talk about option number two. I think this one's pretty interesting, and there may be some developments uh, that recently happened around this. It involves uh, the quarterly or annual tax filings, and in particular, the savers credit. That was, I think, part of EGTRA. How does this work, and, and um, what's the benefit here? Well, we realized that saving through your tax filing might be the easiest route for many people. We conducted our survey in uh, the spring of 2020 when there was a saver's credit. And the saver's credit um, was, uh, uh, under the saver's credit, you could instruct the government to deposit the amount of your refund into your IRA, your um, 529 account, your ABLE account if you're disabled. The credit amount was limited uh, by the amount of your refunds, so many people did not get the full amount they were entitled to, the full you know, percentage of their, of their savings. Uh, but recently, very recently, Congress uh, modified the saver's credit um, to create a saver's match. And with the saver's match, uh, the federal government will match uh, low to moderate income workers' deposits into their retirement accounts um, with set percentages. And the match is not restricted by the amount of the refund. You get the full match that you're entitled to. And Which, Allison, you know, it should be an, an, an excellent um, aid to people uh, and incentive for them to save for retirement. And, and it would be very similar to in the 401k, 403b, 457, where there's a match. That, that has shown overwhelmingly to be uh, an incentive to put money away. So if you know you're getting the maximum match possible, that, that, make me, that would make me save. I, I would save if I could. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're excited about this as an incentive to help people, um, non-traditional workers and, and all workers, really, who, who meet the income requirements. Um, options four and five in the brief seem similar um, in that sponsoring organizations, uh, whether they're an organization or what are called multiple employer plans, set up uh, plans on behalf of members' employers. What's kind of the difference between the, the two options there? Well, you're right. They're both uh, sort of group plans. Uh, our option four 
uh, describes a scenario where your representative body, it might be a trade union or the trade uh, chamber of commerce or a professional group, offers a plan and you participate in this plan. And uh, option five describes uh, what are known as PEPs and MEPs. These are pooled employer plans or multiple employer plans. And the way we look at it is multiple um, self-employed workers could join together in a plan. Both of these seek to build a, you know, a large enough group of workers to reduce administrative and investment and other costs. That's the goal of both of these plans. Um, and again, you know, for the MEPs and PEPs, again, we had, you know, more than half of workers were interested in this plan. Um, but we had a quarter who said they were, were not interested. And then we had another quarter who said, we don't know. And, you know, again, being presented with this, you know, as part of, you know, a survey with multiple plans, you can, you can kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah. Uh, and, not knowing. and there's a lot of, and we're guilty in our industry with a lot of jargon. Yeah. Although I'm sure you wrote the survey to eliminate jargon, but, you know, when you say PEPs, MEPs. No, we didn't. Yeah, I, I don't think we used those terms, but, you know, it's a, it's a novel arrangement that most yep. people probably aren't familiar with. Let, last, or second to last question, Allison. Um, sure. Let me ask you about fees. And you talked a little bit about this, and the benefit of a, of a group plan like a MEP or a PEP is that mm -hmm. you have the ability to manage costs. Um, how do you balance, in all these options, how do you balance... Uh, uh, cost, which for many, you know, if you have a, you know, if you're making $500 contributions into an IRA, the cost can be a larger share, meaning the investment cost, the administrative cost. So is it a, it, it's about getting coverage, important, but also making sure you're doing so uh, by minimizing um, uh, cost um, to the, uh, to the shareholder. Absolutely. Shareholder. Uh, fees are huge. Um, and, small differences in fees can really build up over the course of your your work life or your retirement and reduce what you have available in retirement by tens of thousands of dollars. And Pew has done some work on this. It's on our website. But uh, let's see, for the auto IRAs, uh, often the states that have passed auto IRA legislation have put caps on the fees. Mm -hmm. um, but for the private sector solutions, for example, the, the fintech apps or the bank transfers, this is where participants would really need to be aware of the fees. They might need to do research. It's potentially an area where education could be helpful, um, not the solution, but could, could help people keep an eye out for, for high fees and, and reduce um, the, the share of their savings that are subject to them. Allison, last, last question. I mean, you, you and the folks and the team at Pew have done a great job in gathering data, doing research and analysis. Uh, we're into 2023, so what's next? How do you follow this up? Is it just continuing to track uh, what, what non-traditional workers are, are saying about their their plans, how they can, how they want to save for retirement? 
Well, in our office, we're interested in multiple aspects of this issue. Uh, it, one line of our work is to encourage and help and provide technical assistance to states that are considering auto IRAs and help them understand what the programs are uh, and, and implement uh, solid programs. Uh, another line of work we're looking forward to doing is figuring out how to incorporate non-traditional workers in auto IRAs. What are the issues for reaching them? What are the issues for um, automated contributions, for example? And you know, would 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 automating contributions work for non-traditional workers who have volatile incomes? Um, what is the role for a you know a, a separate um, rainy day fund so that they wouldn't need to draw on their retirement savings? Things like that. Um, putting these ideas into practice is is where we're going next. Yeah, and and this is the kind of stuff where you know policymakers, their staffs, regulators need to understand this stuff because they they probably don't have the same access to data or the research that you that you do. And so it's important to have an informed decision when crafting policy. Allison, we're going to have to leave it there. Always great to chat with you and the folks at Pew. Thanks so much for joining us. And look, we look forward to having you back with the latest research again in 2023. Well, thank you, Jeff, for giving me this opportunity to, to talk about our work. And by the way, uh, all this work is available on Pew's website, pewtrust.org, um, if Absolutely. folks are interested in uh, learning more about it. Oh, I think they will be. It's always a good read. Great analysis. Great work. Allison, good to see you. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news in lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more. And guess what? All in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives? Check out our latest content? We'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. 
that would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The Tax Relief Line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free.